1: Gentlemen, welcome to another edition of The Bird Calls. I am your host, David Grubb, alongside Ali Cosell. And we've just had our first dose of Summer League action. The New Orleans Pelicans' entry in the 2K24 Las Vegas Summer League falls in their opener to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 102-88. to 88.
0: Um, Ollie, David, I like, I like how you put it, a, a dose. <laughs> a dose. A dose.
1: You know, I, I mean, it's A, hey, Ali, first of all, it's good to have basketball back
0: yes no doubt we've been wanting to see several of these players that we have an interest in right namely first of all Dyson Daniels second Jordan Hawkins rookie just drafted him last month 14th selection out of UConn famed shooter and we'll get into more of what he did but also EJ Liddell so three of the players that we want to see we saw enough things that impressed us but overall it was a summer league game, right, David? Right off the get-go, turnovers and personal fouls. They ended up with, I think, 29 turnovers, 31 personal fouls for the game. Yeah, you you
1: look at this overall, and and that's the difference in the game. You know, the Pelicans shot better than Minnesota from the floor overall. Uh, they shot even at the uh, from the three-point line. Both teams 25% from three, 7 of 28, so dead even there. Pelicans actually got to the line more often than Minnesota did made a couple uh, fewer uh, than Minnesota did. And, and we'll talk about some of those missed free throw opportunities, particularly for Jordan Hawkins. But they were there in all of those areas. But those 29 turnovers, you gave up 15 extra shots to the Timberwolves. And that's the difference of the ball game.
0: Really is. They scored one point over the final, almost four and a half minutes of the game, in large part due to the turnovers, missed free throws. There was a missed bunny by Darion Sebron, who had a very forgettable game, right? He got right to the rim, just flat-out missed it. Some jumpers barely drew iron. So, all in all, the offense wasn't cohesive. And even when they got good looks, they, they just couldn't make anything. So, yeah, David, that's kind of the big takeaway. You know what? If, for people that aren't familiar with summer league, this is typical, right? I've been to plenty of summer leagues in person. It's just not good basketball. For the main reason, you've got a bunch of guys that have never played basketball together before, but they're also trying to play at an NBA pace and level when they're not quite that top 100, you know, I should say top 450 players in the league, right? There may be one or two on rosters, maybe three or four at the most, but the rest of the guys, yeah, you can kind of see the difference in uh, skills, say, compared to just a regular season game.
1: Yeah, you talk about this group in particular. You have four guys who who are back for their second tour of duty in Summer League in one way or another in Liddell, Sebron, uh, Dyson Daniels, and, um, and um, excuse me, uh, Carlo uh, uh, And then you have Jordan Hawkins, your first-round draft pick in that starting lineup. As you said, I think three out of those five players in that starting lineup did what you wanted to see today. Let's start with uh, the, the, the most high-profile returnee, and Dyson Daniels, what did you like about his game today, and what did you uh, what what did you not like?
0: What I wanted to see him was dominate at least in some of his minutes, and he did that in the third quarter. Where I think he scored, um, I want to say it was eight or ten of his points. Right, he finished with eighteen, but he also dominated in the sense that he's not going to go out there, right, shoot twenty times, make ten, get you thirty points. Now, how he dominates is defensively. Using his physicality, using his dribble and drive, that aggressiveness that we saw early, early last season, which vanished for a large part of the regular season, but that's what makes him special, right? He pushes the pace after getting a rebound, or he knows uses his strength to get through, you know, defenders. We saw a couple of nice spins I know by him to finish at the rim. So I like the fact that he kind of resembled the player we first saw put on a Pelicans uniform, right? Confident, aggressive, attacking. On the flip side, David, I feel like, and I should mention one other thing. He did get to the free throw line eight times. I don't know if anybody knows this, but the most times he got to the free throw line a year ago was three. So I noted that in my notes as I'm looking here now. But overall, I think the things that he could stand and prove on, right, is he was tasked with leading, right, this group that was terrible, especially down a stretch offensively. And I don't feel like he really led them like you would expect or hoped by a real floor general. So just shows that he's got more improvement on that end for sure. Yeah,
1: felt like he was trying to play two roles at the same time, uh, both be the point guard and be aggressive scoring, because we saw how he started the game um, mm-hmm. getting a steal on the opening possession, finishing at the rim uh it felt like the first couple of possessions he was looking for to, for points for himself not to set up other people and I believe that that was by design I think they're trying to get Dyson to be more aggressive and a little bit more selfish offensively the other thing I really liked is that he used his footwork in the paint we saw him post up we saw him shoot a fade away we saw him shoot a hook you know a baby hook in the lane mm-hmm. I thought right. that
0: he I forgot about that one
1: <laughs> length, um at six eight in a way that we had not seen him really use it before. He did finish uh, one uh, dunk with two hands on and and got the the three point play out of that. But there was another one again, where we saw that kind of last year thing where he got caught in between. He had a great, either could have taken a wide open three at the top of the key, or he could have finished, I thought with a dunk at the rim. And instead he laid it up, it rolls off the rim Mm -hmm. and the ball's going the other way. But overall with Dyson, his level of aggression, The defense is still there. He had four steals and a block in this game. We know his defense is not going anywhere, but I think it was a good step forward for Dyson in his first game back.
0: Yeah, I don't really have too much to add to that other than I'm glad he actually attempted four three-pointers. Could have had more, like you just mentioned, but he didn't hit a single one. But I will say that, again, I think his form looks better. He looks more relaxed shooting the ball, not as mechanical. So I think – If he he just stays patient with it, kind of like Herb Jones did throughout the course of the last regular season where he finally caught fire over the final six weeks, it's going to come to him. And I think he's going to end up a better three-point shooter because I just like his mechanics, you know, on that shot, his feel. That's where Herb still looks a little bit more mechanical. I think Dyson shows more feel on his shot now. Now, granted, we'll have to wait and see because he did have an air ball from the free throw line, but he did make six of eight. So it's a mixed bag shooting wise, but I think he is trending in the right direction. So you can't just look at the results.
1: Like same with Jordan Hawkins, not the most efficient shooting night in his debut, but at the same time, all of the things that were advertised um, about his skill set were on display. Steve Smith, who who's doing the uh, you know uh, color commentary on that game, he a shooter, a guy who's made it well over a thousand three pointers in the NBA during his career, said shooters recognize shooters. And he liked everything he saw about Jordan Hawkins' form, the way he his feet were set, the way his, how quick his release was. And we saw all of that. And then we also saw some great recognition with him with the ball, being able to put it on the deck, finish a reverse layup in the first half, and then a Euro in the second that looked really good on a bad closeout um, from the Timberwolves defensively.
0: He's a more complete basketball player in terms of his understanding and execution, than he's given credit for I mean, he's largely only been known as a shooter, right? That's all anybody, when they mention Hawkins, talks about. And you saw that, right? A couple of his shots that he nailed were so buttery, David, to where he had a long mid-range shot that got nothing but the net, and there was a three, too. But aside from that, I really liked his decisions on when to drive. There was a couple of hard closeouts on him, and, and he did the right thing. And not only did he finish, but he evaded other defenders that came to help rather easily. Right? So these aren't NBA quality defenders, right? Again, we're talking about summer league, but I thought he looked slippery enough to where I've got hope that he's going to be able to incorporate some dribble and drive as soon as maybe his rookie season. Unlike who I compared in our group chat to Buddy Heald. I remember going, my first summer league game was Buddy Heald's first summer league game and he couldn't, you know, take anybody off the dribble. His game came against the Lakers and when he did finally get kind of in the rim, um, to the rim or in the lane, he was blocked by Zubach. Zubac. So Buddy showed absolutely nothing as to Jordan Hawkins he showed a lot more. And then you already mentioned David, he's a smart basketball player. And you saw that with the five assists. He was also in the right place to pick up those two early in-the-game steals, right? So you can see how he's going to be able to contribute in other parts. And he also
1: had a block too. So I mean, you know, a little bit again, contributing a little bit of everything. That's what you want to see. His confidence didn't waver when he missed shots. He continued to, to put the ball yeah. up and his form is really good. I mean, I'm just repeatable. and as you said, the shooting on the movement, there was that three that he hit from the top mm-hmm. and he was coming off a movement. And his feet were spread a little bit, you know, like it was a, a bit of a kick when he let it go, but everything from waist up, perfect form. And so that's that's something you can't teach that repeatable, quiet shooting motion.
0: yeah, and I hope a lot of people just watched him exclusively on offense where he really doesn't stand still and he lost his defender so easily that by the time he's on the other side of the court, his defenders still um, probably, I don't know, I would say like 40, 50 feet away. So there was a lot of opportunities for open shots. Unfortunately, there was either a turnover or a moving screen, something that honestly took away, I think, potential points from him. But I'm telling you what, I was just in awe. That movement came so easy to him. He always found the right seam. And even on drives, you could say he found the right seams to attack. So I really like how he thinks the games, or he thinks the game, because he doesn't seem like he's a guy that's going to try and do too much out there. I know he finished with four turnovers, but for the longest time, that was really under control. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, David, I've got hope that we're legitimately going to have – at least a rotation caliber player with that 14th pick.
1: And some of those turnovers, we have, it's 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 a communication thing of guys just not, you know, there were bad turnovers, and we'll get to, to mm-hmm. the, the most egregious committer of those turnovers in just a second. But I think overall, he looked also, he looked stronger than, you know, people give him credit for, saying you know, he does need to gain weight. That's clear. But he's not frail.
0: No offensively I didn't see strength being as much of an issue as I did defensively and I feel like I noticed it right off the bat he was a little bit slow in trailing I forgot who he was guarding but whoever he was guarding just made the simplest of cuts didn't even move that quickly but got by him quickly lost him on kind of a half-hearted screen by another uh, player for Minnesota And, and really it was basically a defensive effort that would have gotten you thrown on the bench immediately by an NBA head coach right so it wasn't just that instance, too. There were some others where, like I said, the strength wasn't there. When, Like, for instance, I do remember a, a switch in the second half. We had a guard, I think, what was his name? Um, he was having a good first half. Minote, I think. Minote, yeah, Minot, yeah. Yeah, and he just simply, a couple dribbles into Hawkins' chest, uh, raised over him, missed, but then got his off- offensive put back easily because Jordan, by the time, you know, he saw that the ball was – You know, coming off the rim, he didn't get back into the play and quickly enough didn't try and box that, you know, one of those things. So he's got some things to learn, get a little bit stronger, especially like I said, he's going to need to on the defensive end, especially when the switches come. But hey, I think it's, it's a promising first summer league game for him.
1: Let's look at E.J. Liddell, another guy that everybody's excited to see, um, especially with not a lot of additions being made to the Pelicans front court so far during the offseason. You expect that he's going and him signing that guaranteed deal now that he'll be on the main roster this season. Um, shot at four for six from the floor. Uh, made some good decisions, I thought. Uh, played some solid defense. Rebounded the ball. Got a block as well. Uh, very active player. Very intelligent player. Uh the only thing I think you worry about is, is he going to be able to get his shot off against bigger players in the uh, when you play against regular NBA front lines?
0: Yeah, I think that's probably a legitimate concern. But I will say today, I thought he played fully within himself, like a guy that hadn't played right in over a year or close to a year. Um, and it showed to me that he had zero turnovers. He didn't try and do anything that was really not within his scope of ability, other than take that was – it. A three-pointer, last two minutes over somebody (laughs) a little bit taller that was coming right for him. But I exclude that because everything else was sound, right? His drives, he got a way to get a shot off, uh, whether he contoured his body, kind of slowed down, almost a half euro on another one. I like what he did there. But again, David, I liked his lateral movement too, but I think he's going to need some time uh, just playing regular basketball, running up and down the court for a couple more months before he really trusts his legs. Because I thought I noticed it when he's either going for rebounds, he's not really getting up in the air. Um, When he would get a rebound, had some open space to dribble, he may have done like a couple of dribbles, right? But he didn't really look to bring the ball up the court. So it was just those instances where you feel like he was just trying to get a feel for what it's like to go up and down in a real game again.
1: Yeah, get some confidence in his body again uh, in real action. But we've seen him in practice and we know what he's capable of as far as physically. It's just going to take um, some time for him to, I think, get that confidence back in his body in game situations. But mentally, you can see why he was an all-Big Ten first-team defensive player, why he was so – it was such a shock that he was available in the second round at all, considering the accolades that he earned in college. Um, let's switch over to the other two starters, because I, I think we kind of need to group them together yeah. and, uh Makovic and Sebron neither one of them had a game you want to write home about um, not in any real way. They did like, there was nothing um that made you feel for Sebron that he was, that he's capable of really being a, a, an effective scorer. He didn't take good shots. He didn't make shots. He had a lot of turnovers lapses defensively. So it's kind of hard right now, unless he improves dramatically over these next few games to see a place for him and Makovich. The Pelicans have already said that their intent is to leave him overseas. He clearly needs that time.
0: Yeah, that's the easy one. So we'll talk about Matkovich first. And you're right. On the broadcast, it said that Trajan Langdon said he could conceivably stay for another two years in Europe. And he sure looked like he needs to. Because as soon as the ball was tipped, the first few minutes, you saw him you know, picking up moving charges. Um, I think he had three fouls in the first maybe five minutes of the game or something like that, David. And then yeah, the- five in the first quarter. Yeah, So and and also he wasn't really giving you anything. I know he had an early bucket, but that's because a play broke down. Dyson almost had a turnover, saved it, and then found Makovic sitting under the rim by himself. But other than that, I didn't really see him dominate the glass, really dissuade Minnesota from scoring in there. His switching was very slow, right, in terms of his rotations. There's just so much that he still has to learn, I feel like, about the NBA game. I did like one turnaround, or what was it, a long two from the kind of the baseline he hit. So I think we saw why maybe the Pelicans have hope for him, right? His shot looks nice. I think legitimately his shot looks nice. But, boy, he, he's really got his work on those fundamentals and just the understanding of an NBA game.
1: As far oh, as c I and
0: mean, Yeah, let me talk about c Brown real quick. I saw that he was a willing def- uh, rebounder, so I like that. He also got to the free throw line and made all eight of his eight uh, free throw attempts. But yeah, David, I hate probably the biggest thing that bothered me the most next to and maybe coincided with the seven turnovers was the fact he didn't exhibit any of that point five mentality that you would have thought he might have been learning over his, you know, last year while on that two way contract. So it kind of bothered me, bothered me that he dribbled basically the air out of the ball, especially coming down the stretch and trying to make something happen. That's just not something we're used to seeing right out of anybody on the Pelicans not named. You know, Brandon Ingram, CJ, or even then, they make quicker decisions, right? So that probably bothered me the most, right? I know that you see the seven turnovers, and yeah, there are some really bad ones. Like early in the game, he had EJ Liddell, uh, and there was a transition opportunity, threw it behind him. And then there are some other bad passes, including one down a stretch where he couldn't even throw it over the defense. It was intercepted easily. So that bothered me. So it makes me wonder was it kind of butterflies for him? I'm not sure, but you're right. He's going to have to bounce back in a big way over the remainder a uh, good portion of the rem- remainder of the schedule.
1: Um, in the second unit, the one guy who I think stood out was Landers Noll the second. And you and I both talked about him, you know, after the draft and saying that we thought that was an underrated pickup, a guy that has a singular skill at the very least. He can shoot the basketball. And he showed that. He goes four for four from the field, two for two from three. He put the ball on the ground and pulled up for a shot on the baseline in a very smooth move, looked very confident, and again, didn't do things that were out of his character. He made smart plays, and those are the things, if you're trying to get a two-way deal or hang around for a while, he did all of the things, I think, coming off the bench that you do to get noticed.
0: Yeah, against summer league competition, he looked like a certifiable role player to me. You mentioned the shooting. I liked that he was ready waiting for the ball on catches. I know one of the threes hit hit was in the the right far corner, and he was ready for the shot. So even though it looked like a difficult shot, almost kind of having – I think his face was close to being behind the backboard, nailed it with ease. And, yeah, it showed that he was a five-year guy, right, in college Um, because he – he completely played within himself, and I love that. I also like that defensively, he, he made some things happen, right? A steal, a block. And like people were saying uh, that watched him in, like, say, the elite, was it, the G League elite camp, stuff like that, that his defense was getting noticeably better over the course of this last calendar year. So that's promising because I know that, yes, yeah, shooting the ball is probably the biggest thing you can do. But, man, to get on the NBA floor right now, as we've seen, right, that's why Philadelphia gave up on, say, Fiebel. And there's been other examples in the league. you got to be able to do things on both ends of the course. So for Landers, offensively shooting the ball, he's going to make the open jumper. Probably make the right decision, too. But defensively, you want to see it. And I kind of saw a little bit today, right? He wasn't overwhelmed, unlike some other, other of his teammates. The pace
1: was – he he didn't he never let the, the game change his pace. And I thought that that was that's, – that's, that's that experience. And he also looks like he's been in the weight room. Like yeah. he looks bigger than he did when I and I saw him up close and personal in college. He looks a little bit bigger and stronger than he did the last time I saw him play.
0: Yeah, look, the Pelicans have, as as we understand it, two two way contracts available, right? Just handed DJ Liddell a full NBA standard contract, as and Sebron uh, still has one of the two ways. But this year, NBA teams are moving to three. I'm wondering if Nolly say he can keep up this kind of play with this shooting being as good as maybe as advertised, and for the Pelicans team that really needs more shooters, right, maybe taking a chance on them. We might have seen the first game in that step for him on possibly landing one of those two ways.
1: Especially that second three-pointer where he's guarded, the man right in his face. He, there's no rhythm to it. It wasn't a catch and shoot. Bro. He's having to decide, and he flat-foots that. He doesn't pull up. He flat-foots, flicks the wrist, nothing but net. I mean, that's a shooter shot.
0: That was I. I, Yeah, David, I I was kind of surprised by that shot because in my head, I'm thinking that's a bad shot. Right. You probably thought the same thing, but no, apparently he's taken. And I saw them. I saw enough of him in Cincinnati where he honestly took a lot of difficult shots. Right. He see. And I I think I remember telling you this or at least maybe on one of these uh, um, interviews we've done or something along those lines to where he seems to make a majority that you wouldn't expect of those difficult off-balance shots, right? So the ones that you're screaming, no, 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 when in fact I think he's worked on it so much, it's not a bad shot for him. He was exceptionally
1: calm in that moment.
0: He was just like
1: sizing his man up. And when he (laughs) felt like he said, oh, I've got enough space, and he let it go. Um, Overall, you know, again, when we look at summer league, I think you and I view it as the same way. You're not looking at the final score too often. What you're really looking for is, Consistent effort, defensive intensity. Do the players communicate with each other? And is there a sense of purpose in what they're doing? I think overall, outside of those 29 turnovers, which you you hope they can cut that down. And I think what 13 of those came in the first quarter, I think it was 13 turnovers in the first quarter.
0: I think it was um, nine, David. i have written it down. Nine in the
1: first quarter. You're right. Nine in the first
0: quarter. Fifteen
1: at half. Yeah. No, so it was just – and in the third quarter, they were actually pretty good at not turning the ball over as they took a lead. But then the fourth quarter fell apart again. So there's not really a point guard on this team. Um, you hope Dyson Daniels figures some of that out, and maybe they'll put him in more sets as we go forward. But I think that will be, I think, what I'm looking for. Because for Jordan Hawkins – His game plan doesn't change, I think, over the next few games. For EJ Liddell, it doesn't really change. He's got his contract. It's can you just keep doing your dirty work and stay healthy. The guy who has the most to gain here is Dyson
0: Daniels. It is. And I want to see both he and Sebron play better off of each other, right? I felt like they were butting heads to where when they flipped the ball to each other, there was no advantage, right? All of a sudden, you're hitting some guy on a move to the rim, or having a sequence to where all of a sudden it gets you in a quick offense right all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's a pass pass boom easier shot so the fact that they both kind of combo guards and neither one seemed to you know get the offense moving in in a good direction was a problem for me because I know that's what Casey Hill wants to see right he legitimately wants to see and I think this probably goes back to the entire coaching staff right that was a plan from Willie Green on down to let's put the ball in their hands and see what they can do because Let's face it, that's the way we play, right? That's the way the Pelicans, C.J. McCullum, Brandon Ingram's on, to where they play kind of quick hitters. Everybody takes a turn running the offense. So if Sebron hopes to ever see any minutes, he's got to kind of adapt to that. And for Dyson, he's got to become better at it.
1: I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty intense practice uh, tomorrow, and, and I'm guessing turnovers would be the number one thing that this team works on. And for Jordan Hawkins, look, the kid goes one for six from the free throw line. I'm not expecting that to happen again.
0: Never in his career, I bet.
1: <laughs> no, not, I, I think that shows you first time putting on an NBA uniform, there's nerves. I mean, for anybody, no matter what the environment is, it's an NBA environment, you know, that it feels like you're, you're now there. It's not 20,000 like it was at UConn. It's not the final four, but it's the NBA and, that, and the pressure's different. The look is different. And I think, it, you know, it shows up at places like the free throw line.
0: Yeah, and we should mention that a lot of those misses came when he took a hard fall of the ground, right? I remember he was rubbing his knee. The broadcasting team mentioned a few times that, hey, I think he might have hurt himself because he's really favoring the knee, right? And that's why I think he had probably four of those misses. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we can maybe write it off to that too.
1: Yeah. Uh, Pelican's back in action on Sunday. Uh, like I said, practice tomorrow. That will probably be very heavy. But, again, what we're looking for is progress, not necessarily wins and losses. The Pelicans have used Summer League, and we talked about this with Antonio Daniels. You can check that episode of The Bird Calls out. We used Summer League very well the last two seasons. And from what I saw today, I'm encouraged by game
0: one. Oh, I am too. Like I said, I want to see positives out of EJ, Dice, and, of course, Jordan. And we saw all three. And it was kind of almost a a bonus, right, to get something out of Nolly. So, yeah.
1: All right. Until the next time, he's Ollie Cosell. I'm David Grubb. Let's have this has The Bird